Record. Shit, we recording right now? Yeah, we be recording right now. Right now. Well, I got a message from longtime listener Wyatt this morning. Who's Wyatt? Uh, I don't care to share how it is that I know him. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Wyatt have to say? He uh, sent me a, a little image here. It's one of those little one of those images where it's like two two side by side, and the top says "What I want" versus "What I can afford." And the "What I want" or the first segment is a woman looking out a plane window, and in the background is the Eiffel Tower. She's flying over Paris. Oh, okay. So that's the "What I want," and then in the "One I What I Can Afford" window is a woman sitting next to a washing machine, <laughs> looking at the door of the washing machine. <laughs> so they look very similar in terms of like. so the reason that he sent me this is he uh was listening to the last episode and he said uh thought of mike's comment about girls on dating apps oh yes (laughs) yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of having a little bit of that reality as well i thought that was pretty funny calling you out Well, it's not so much like what I want versus what I can afford, but kind of like where I think I'm at and where I'm really at. <laughs> Hence the joining the CrossFit gym a month ago. There you go. It's been a month. Bi-weekly or bi-monthly haircuts. Yeah, right. Like a little bit of the, the personal hygiene. So the finesse. Every, the bi-monthly grooming, haircut grooming. And I've been doing a ballroom dancing for a month. That'll get you in shape in a hurry. It is. Actually, it is good exercise. Yeah. It wouldn't replace the gym for me. I need the gym and that. But I tell you what, I leave there sweating my ass off every time. It's a workout. Yep. Coworker of Christina's, or former coworker, used to do a lot of ballroom dancing. He's very, very, very good at it. And he's a super fit guy. And really, really loved it and would do it a lot. I mean, he does other things like CrossFit as well, but generally like he loves dancing and would do it like almost damn near professionally wow i would i would like to be i'll never be professional i don't have aspirations to take it that far even if i if i could i don't know that i could even do that but i think the crossfit is going to help just with some of the fitness but uh yeah i'm going to continue taking classes there because it's a really inexpensive hobby if you wanted personal lessons then you'd start paying more dollars for that but the the classes themselves it's really a pretty good value because you get five or six classes for 60 bucks. And if you wanted a private lesson for an hour, you'd pay about 100 bucks. How many are in the class? I might have asked you this already. Um, pro- anywhere from, I mean, some of them vary, but our class has probably 10 couples. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so it's still nice to have a personal lesson sometimes just to get caught up. I did one. But otherwise, the classes are are fine. You get you get enough individual attention there that it's not a deal breaker. Very cool. So what's happening with you, man? Big news. So last episode we talked about 
that I had placed the order for the Tesla Model 3. Yeah, you did. And come to find out that within a week, they would be delivering the car. So I now have the car. Boom. Um, so yeah, we went from order to delivery in a week, which is crazy considering the lead time from placing the initial $1,000 down in the reservation system, right? How like long two, was Two it? years ago or something like oh, that. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, to, to real quick turnaround, which was awesome. And the delivery process for the car was crazy easy. No, normally, delivery process for a car, right? You're going to go in, you're going to bring your trade in. If you have one, you're going to dick around with the guy. You're going to negotiate, talk to his manager. Yeah, he runs back and forth for half an hour yeah. trying to find out what he can and can't do for you. Hey, let me show you this amazing deal I can give you, right? That kind we'll of... Throw in some floor mats. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh so all of that shit is done online. So before I went in, we've, we had already managed whatever the loan was going to be, um, who was going to provide the loan, how much it was going to be, what kind of balance there would be remaining after trade-in. The trade-in was, uh, estimated, not estimated, was, um, they had a final value for the trade, which also was done completely online, um, through a series of photos, uh, and what the odometer reading was and that sort of thing. Really? Yep. So we knew all the financials going in. Uh, and then once you got there, you signed most of the documents that you had to sign were legal, um, not legal, government type documents. So like release of title and, um, plate documents and stuff like that, that you can't probably do online because the government probably doesn't have systems for that. Sure. But in and out, I would say we were there for maybe 20 minutes. Get out of here. As opposed to, I'm pretty sure when we bought the, uh, not Malibu, sorry, the Camry, I'm pretty sure we were there for two hours probably something like that it was a long time this is like drive-through car purchase it was amazing so we got done signing the paperwork it's all indoors so they drive your tesla up onto this like red carpet type thing oh nice (laughs) it's all detailed right it's all super clean and slick looking and then they put you in it they give you a brief overview of some of the systems enough to kind of get you out the door and driving and then away you go like it was super super easy making car buying fun right who would have thought that's a possibility? So it's kind of one of like the things that I've been noticing. Like you kind of have these like Tesla fanboys. It reminds me almost like back in the day, the Apple fanboys. Okay. You know, Tesla can do no wrong type of guys, right? Right. And I think that's part of the reason is like all the things that they're doing are super customer focused, making things super easy, super streamlined, and, and just making the whole process like end to end like a beautiful experience as opposed to like something that you dread and that's a pain in the ass. Well, they've had their fair share of struggles with the production first and then the delivery, and we'll see the numbers soon in the next few days because, well, Q3 is over, but they were going to pretty great lengths, I, I would say, to get those cars out to their customers. I read something last week that said that they were even finding a shortage of car transport vehicles, you know, semis that have like 10 cars on them. So they're fabricating their own. Oh, wow. I didn't so hear that. So they story. could deliver... Uh, more cars. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. I heard a number of like um, users coming in or, or Tesla Model 3 owners coming into the actual uh, delivery locations to help deliver the cars. So oh, the, yeah. I heard that, too. So that the employees could just handle the paperwork and then these Tesla owners could come in and give the, the person kind of the walkthrough of the features of the car and that sort of thing. Pretty uh, creative. Yeah. To help speed things along. And, and I think it worked. Like There was a whole bunch of different stories of people coming in and helping them out in that way and getting pictures with the Tesla team and that sort of thing. <laughs> That's great. 
I know that Musk saw that on the Twitter, I think, and said, yeah, that sounds good. If you have a plan, let's do it. <laughs> Just ad hoc. is like, yeah, go into your local store and, and help out. Yeah, like, jump in. <laughs> yeah. Let these guys come in and help. Right. Very cool, man. I still haven't seen the Tesla. I know you drove by a couple times. I haven't like been able to take a look, but I'm very excited to see it. So I guess just kind of a couple quick thoughts on it. Like, number one, I kind of, I totally get it now. Like, like I told you that I know there's a lot of people that are just like super, super gung ho Tesla. And we've both been pretty bullish on them in terms of their ability to survive and that sort of thing. But like, I totally understand now why people love Tesla so much. Tell me about that. Just like I said, the experience is beautiful. Like the car itself is amazing. It's a very premium feel, which there again, like I've never had a, a premium car. I've always kind of just been like, whatever a car will get me wherever I need to go. I don't need to pay a lot of money for a car. I don't really fucking care. But this car is very nice. Like the feel of it is just high quality. High quality, exactly. Everything feels quality. It feels well built. It performs really well. Like everything about it just seems like very well thought out and very well detailed. I thought it was fascinating. You sent me a video from like the first day of trying it out on the interstate short video of using the autopilot. Yep. Tell me about that a little bit, because I think you were saying that it was a little interesting at first, like trusting the car. Yeah. So currently the Tesla autopilot works in as long as you've bought the $5,000 option with the car. Right. <laughs> right. So we did purchase that because that's kind of, as we referred to in the last show, that's one of the reasons you want the car, right? Is some of the autonomous features that it does offer. So one of them is basically once you're on a freeway, you can turn on autopilot and it will maintain the lane uh, and it'll maintain follow follow distance. So from any cars that show up in front of you, you can say like, hey, I want to be three car lengths behind this vehicle. So once you turn on or engage autopilot, you it'll just essentially drive itself in that lane and speed up or slow down accordingly with no problem. So doing it for the first time, it gets interesting, especially as you are making a corner, like rounding a corner towards your right. Like say you're in the middle middle lane and you're rounding a corner to the right. And especially if there's somebody outside of you on the on the left lane is where it gets really uncomfortable because the car, if, if the car was to go, you know, if uh, autopilot was to fail, like the natural thing the car would do would be veer into the left lane or veer into whoever's on your left. So sure. that's a very uncomfortable feeling <laughs> when you're not controlling the car. Uh, but it does a very, very good job. It's pretty incredible. I'm, I'm, very impressed. Um, one of the other notes I wanted to make is like, I feel like this is kind of an iPhone like revolution event in the world of like cars. Oh. So one of the things, version nine of the Tesla software is coming out very mm -hmm. soon, like any day it's expected. It's already available in some beta testing cars. Um, but like in the history of any car that you've ever owned, like, basically, you go to the dealer, you buy that car, right? And that car is that car for the life of the time that you own it. Nothing changes. Exactly, right? And so now you have a car that you're going to own for a year, and now suddenly it can do all kinds of more shit that it wasn't able to do before. Like, that's very, that's a huge game changer. That's like a disrupting game changer, right? And and they were forward-thinking in other ways, too, with some of the hardware. Didn't you say that they have cameras mounted all over the place, but they're not really utilizing them to the fullest? Right. Extent. So that's something we can actually roll into because that's the next thing I wanted to talk about is actually the version 9 software that's coming out. So yeah. one of those cameras 
that is being not utilized currently is is up kind of behind the the uh, rear view mirror so in the windshield on the other side of the rear view mirror and it's a dash cam is what it is so now they're going to enable a built-in dash cam so anytime the tesla is driving it's going to auto record using that camera um, and the way that they're going to implement that is there's already usb um, ports in the car so if you plug a thumb drive into that and granted you have to put some stupid like proprietary named folder name in there so that that way it knows where to record but if you put that folder on the thumbstick plug it in it'll automatically start recording an hour's worth of footage and then just continually like delete and loop that footage over and over wow okay it's it's that's cool and and that solves like one problem like if you're in an, an accident or something happens while you're driving but the thing that it is missing is like if the car is just sitting idle like it'd be nice to have that recording as well but that's also a battery suck right yeah, I see what you're saying. If 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 somebody came and keyed your car or exactly. broke in, yep. Wow. So they're starting to implement some of these. Another one that they're using, um, they had a number of them on the sides that were kind of unutilized. So now with the nine, version nine software update, they're going to implement blind spot detection. So um, there's videos now that you can see. So if you've ever seen like the Tesla console. It can show you like all these cars moving around you. Like it shows like a basically a visual diagram of what is on the road in front of you. <laughs> so if you're driving down a lane and there's somebody directly in front of you, it'll show an icon of a car directly in front of you. Well, now with blind spot detection, it shows you them on your sides, which is something that it has never done before. So with that technology now also, they can add auto lane changing. So the Tesla can make its own decisions of if it wants to move lanes or not for whatever reason. So that's another use of kind of cameras that were unused or were not used well. Just can't even imagine though being in the car behind the wheel and all of a sudden this thing's lane changing and speeding up and slowing down. Like how different that experience is from any kind of car driving experience. Yep. That's what I'm excited for. And so to add even a little bit onto that, so one of the things they're releasing is called like it's called like drive on nav. And so what that means is like if you punch in a location on the nav system, so like I'm going to drive to Sunnyvale, California, right? So as long as there's a path that it can navigate, once you're on the freeway, it'll basically navigate itself completely autonomously from freeway entrance to freeway exit. Wow. And it doesn't matter if it has to navigate freeway interchanges, it'll handle that for you because it knows how to handle where it needs to go. So that's another thing that they're going to implement in this particular version. So now you have basically freeway only autonomous driving and that happens now you don't need to have now you still have to touch the steering wheel every so often for that to continue to work that's right so yeah in order to make sure that you're not just abusing it and ignoring it yeah they you basically the way that it works is when you're in autopilot mode the steering wheel is semi-rigid but there's a tiny bit of play in it and so anytime it asks you you have to like just shake the wheel a little bit to in that little play zone and it'll Activate it and make sure it knows that you're paying attention. Somebody got pulled over recently, yesterday or today, for having a laptop mounted on their dashboard. <laughs> I saw that. I'll have to post that in the uh, show notes or put a link to the video. It's really funny. I actually saw Brad, our our boss, watching that today in his office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cop was basically bitching and saying that, that you couldn't have a laptop open while you were driving. And the guy was like, no, 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 this is... How do I close it? <laughs> oh, shit. That's fine. Yeah, you're going to get those abuses. So the difference mainly now between between the what they have now and the version 9 update is that 
A, it can navigate interchanges and continue to, to direct you in the direction of whatever your nav tells you you're traveling. So that's one change. Um, the other change is there was no unassisted lane changes before. Um, so you could tell it to change lanes while change lanes while on autopilot, but it wouldn't do it for you. Where now it'll make that determination if it needs to, and it'll switch lanes and go around somebody if it wants to. Wow. Major improvements just by software over the air update. That's the crazy thing. Like I, it's, it's amazing. So a couple other just real quick notes from, from the update, because there's a whole bunch of the stuff that's been leaked out now that it's in beta. So, um, it can identify different types of objects. So previously it could only identify cars. Um, and it didn't matter whether it was like a semi truck or a car or, you know, whatever. It didn't matter. They all identified as cars. So now they've got all kinds of different vehicle types. In addition to the vehicle types, it can identify people and shows it as a person, and they can identify bicycles, and they can also uh, show the icon properly for a bicycle. Wow. They've got a real-time energy app, so now you can like see your consumption of energy in real time. That's nothing groundbreaking like um, Priuses and stuff like that. I've had that forever. Um, there's a calendar integration, which I've not seen a lot of detail on. There's a web browser coming to the actual infotainment screen. Um, and then another Easter egg, they're putting Atari games. Oh, yeah, man. I love the old Atari. So you can play Atari Q-Bert. games. Yeah. Yeah. Cubert. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. So, yeah, that's the V9 software update. Um, like I said, it's supposed to drop like any time, like any day. So there again, we were kind of talking about the stock. I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if we were talking about it beforehand, but with the next topic that we're going to talk about, which is the SEC lawsuit, Tesla stock took a nosedive. Yes. And one of the things that hasn't come out yet, but I think will help the stock price, is this version 9 update. I think that'll help, again, boost their stock to go up even further. Well, I've always felt that way. I, I don't have any Tesla stock directly. I have some probably through some index funds. Yep. That's what I have as well. But, yeah, I was... Thinking that when the dip happened, it'd be a good time to buy a few shares if I had some cash to throw in there. But yeah, it seems like it's gone back up already just by him being removed from the, uh, not board of directors. What is it? He's no longer the chairman. He's not the board chairman, right? So what we're referring to is recently, if you have, don't follow the Tesla news like we do, uh, there was an SEC lawsuit against Elon Musk for tweeting to, he tweeted out basically that he had funding secured to take Tesla private. Yeah, he claimed that he had a deal, a verbal deal with Saudi Arabian group that would give him $420 per share. I guess it was $419 a share, but he rounded up a dollar because 420 sounded cooler and he thought that his... <laughs> Recently off his weed smoking. Yeah, I thought that that would be more of a catchy number. But yeah, like the stock shot right, way back up today. And I imagine you're right. With nine coming out, that'll probably even bolster it even further. And the production numbers they're going to announce from Q3. I mean, Q3, they shattered any record that they had before in terms of vehicle production and delivery. Yeah. So they were expected to hit 50,000 uh, vehicles delivered, I believe, in quarter three. And by all intents and purposes, it sounds like they've hit that and probably exceeded it. That number was also supposed to be tied to profitability. So that would also be obviously a huge deal to their stock. And even kind of to this point, Elon sent an email out that says, uh, we are very close to achieving profitability and proving the naysayers wrong, but to be certain, 
we must execute really well tomorrow, Sunday, which was yesterday, as we record the show. If we all go out tomorrow, we will achieve an epic victory beyond all expectations. So by all in- intents and purposes, it seems like they're definitely going to hit that, which again, between hitting their goal and getting profitability, that should be a huge spike for uh, their stock. Big jump. Yep. Very good news on the Tesla front there, man. Very cool. Got to check out your car. What color did you get? You got the metallic silver. Yeah, it's a, is that what it's called? Metallic silver? I have a picture here that I was going to add in the show notes so that people could, or not in the show notes, but as a picture that comes up as you are listening to the episode. But Oh, nice. Here, I'll show it to I you. I don't think that's exactly what it was called, but I don't remember now. It is a silvery color with like, a, I think it does have some metallic in it, but I don't remember what the color name is. Well, you got it. It was one of the colors that they removed from the standard base package. Right. They removed a whole slew of the colors in order to ramp production so that they have less customizability to worry about. But yeah, you still can get it. It's just more expensive now. More cash. Yep. I already have. I already paid out enough cash for that damn thing. Yeah, no shit. Right on, man. Well, so you got the Tesla. You've had a busy few weeks. You were also over in Orlando, Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that. Sharp-looking car. Beautiful-looking car. I like that metallic car. Well, before we jump over to Orlando, I got one more item. Oh, shit. You did have a few things to talk about today. In addition to my purchase of the uh, Tesla... Uh-oh, what else did you buy? I also got myself the new iPhone Tennis. Fucking shit. Oh, look at that. iPhone 10. Tennis. Tennis? Tennis. Is that how you say it? Tennis. Tennis. People are calling it the Tennis. Tennis the Max? Ten, it's the Tennis. Oh, the Tennis. The Tennis. It looks like the Not Max model. I'm guessing. It's this just is the Not Max model. However, if you had the iPhone 7S, whatever the gigantic, whatever that name was, I don't remember what it was called, the bigger version of the 7. The 7S. Sure. Uh, this screen size is actually larger than the the big version of the iPhone 7. Oh, I saw that. And that's primarily because you don't have the touch button, the home button at the bottom anymore. It's really edge-to-edge screen. Yeah, you don't have, like, the chin and the forehead, right? Yes. So it's edge, yeah, top to bottom. So super slick. I really, really love it. I'll tell you what, the thing that I've already found that I love the most is the inductive charging. Like, that is... Oh, big difference. It's amazing. Like, you just, bam, set it down, charging. What the hell took them so long for that? For Android's been doing this for how many years? It has now? yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, but I have. And the other thing is, like the Qi chargers are amazing. They're cheap. Like it's a standard. It's not like Apple proprietary bullshit. Oh, get out of here! Really? So like, I can buy a Qi charger for like five to ten bucks on Amazon. No problem. It works. Wow. So does that charge about the same rate as the plug or faster? It's slower. It's slower. It's slower, but. That's okay. But, you know, again, if you can just like lay it down somewhere, like just have them everywhere. Like have a little charging pad everywhere you lay it down and you're charging all the time. Like who cares? Put one on my hand there so I go. can hold it and charge That'd it. That'd be amazing. Slap it on your forehead. <laughs> um, what else do you like about it? Faster, better, stronger? Face it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a heavier, it's bigger phone. Like you'll, you'll feel the thickness. Oh, that's heavy. And, is it and stainless steel? What is that? I don't know. Well, right now there's a case on it. I have a, a peel. Uh, protective case on it that's super thin oh, wow that's great it doesn't really look like a case right that's what i wanted yeah that's what i need um i went with the white it's a 256 gig there is motion at your front door oh shit somebody's breaking in that is a cool image and swipe up to open and then do you still touch the oh yeah it does give you tactile feedback where the home button would be well it's face id so oh, it's looking oh, at your oh. face and it's saying you're not me you're not get the fuck out of here fuck you okay 
okay, well, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> so Face ID is cool. Um, some of the other things that I really like are more iOS 12 features, um, like being able to integrate my my one password right into the, the OS. So anytime a password field is detected or a login, it, it can autofill from one password. Uh, and one password also can use Face ID, so like I don't have to touch it or do anything. It wow! Just, like, unlocks it. That's great. That could be really handy. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, like anytime you have to do two-factor authentication, it now now detects that in the message incoming, and there's a little option to like fill that value, whatever comes through in the text message, like automatically. I have not tried it yet. I just installed twelve today. Okay. Yeah, that's a super, especially like as I was setting this one up because I have to log into everything again. Um, and everything's two-factor, like that was a damn lifesaver. I love that. Yep. So that's really cool. Um, the portrait mode on this is pretty amazing, like in terms of photography. The camera in general is amazing. Um, but the portrait mode is particularly with its whole like depth of field adjustment thing. That's really freaking cool. Oh, because after you take the photo, you can slide. There's a slider to determine how much blur in the background you yep. want. So it's in addition to taking the photo, it's actually taking also depth measurements. So it knows like what the background is, what the foreground is, and then you can adjust those. Wow. Um, so that's really awesome as well. Um, those are the main things I would say. The inductive charging by far, so far my favorite thing. Uh, that's really cool. I'm glad to see they finally implemented that. Yep. Uh, that kind of frees up the, the lightning cable now if you want to listen to or oh, USB-C true. if you want to listen to music on headphones. If you want to charge and be listening to music at the same time. If you don't have the Apple headphones. <laughs> oh, the, the, the AirPods. AirPods yeah. Oh, I saw the AirPods are on sale or on, well, I don't know if they're on sale, but they have them at Costco for about 160 bucks. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, They're getting ready to release another version. Isn't that right? Oh, is that right? I don't well, know. I don't know how soon, but I know that they've been working on it. All right. Uh, that are actually supposed to be more water resistant than the current ones are. Yep. I heard there was an accidental feature that came out with iOS 12 where some people are complaining that the messages app, you know, now they have like unity, unification among your contacts. So let's just say that, um, let's say that you have, uh, my contact entry for you has a couple phone numbers. Maybe yes. you have a regular number, a Google voice number and an email, a couple email addresses. Yep. Uh, it'll combine all of those, it'll know that you're the same person, and so anytime there's a text chat or a message, it'll link those all together. So it's like an auto-merge, because you used to have to do that. You used to basically have to link accounts together manually. Yes. Yeah, now this will stitch that together for you. Oh, excellent. The problem that people are complaining about is that, like, their kids, for example, like, oh, yeah, for some reason, my text to my kid is going to my husband instead and my text going to my friend is going to my other friend instead and so there's some issues where they're they're stitching the wrong things and sending messages <laughs> to the wrong people that could get people in trouble <laughs> that could be bad you got to be i'm very got to be very careful what i'm saying on here in the next few days until they roll out a bug fix for that there you go i hadn't heard about that that's funny yeah i just heard that today there's people blowing up the apple forums and i don't know if they have a fix yet or not i'm not sure if they figured that one out yikes so yeah, that's my my other big purchase. So I've got this, got the Tesla. Uh, for the Tesla, I did buy a couple of other things as well. I had to buy. Um, so one other quick note on that is you have to you don't get a spare tire with the Tesla, right? That's extra weight. Sure. So the battery they try to keep the weight down. So we did have to order like a pump, like a uh, one that you plug into like the light um, cigarette lighter uh, socket, 
And then the funny thing is, is the pump comes with a built-in can of that, like, fix-a-flat shit. Oh, yeah. And so they encourage you to use that stuff because that's, like, your only option. Um, so we have that. comes in a really nice little Tesla zip-up bag. And then we got um, tire chains because we'll take it up to the mountain in the winter for skiing. And then we also got, like, this basically just, like, a cable holder so that the actual charger can, like, loop around a cable holder on the wall and not just be laying on the ground. Yeah, and right now you're just using your garage power to power that thing at night? Yep, so 120 volts, standard outlet, um, charges at about the same rate. So 100, you get about 120 miles of charge in a 24-hour period. Okay. So so far that hasn't been a problem. I think we're just going to kind of play it by ear and just kind of let it roll until we run into an issue and then decide if we want to you know, upgrade to a 240 or something like that. But for yeah. now, it seems to be working okay. Oh, I didn't think about that. So if you have an appliance outlet installed, you could get double the power. So Absolutely. You, okay. Yep. I was thinking that you'd have to go full 480, but that's that's another that's a different option maybe. That's Tesla supercharging power right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Quad core charger. <laughs> I think I, it's possible maybe you could do that. I'm not sure. I know the if we do go to the the 240 volt uh, option, we have to buy a new charger, and they have a big unit that you have to buy that goes on the wall that that handles that correctly and maybe that one also could handle 480 as well i'm not sure yeah i don't know about that i i'm not an expert on this but i've done some electrical work and i'm pretty sure that i mean you're only getting 240 coming in you're getting two 120s coming in from the from the power pole oh okay so i don't know if they would have to bring if they can actually give you another hot yeah because i think at that point it's three phase 480 and normally you're getting two phase i don't know that'd be interesting if anybody has any experience with that yeah so you'd have to have the power company involved at that point maybe i don't know maybe there's ways to convert i'm not sure if that's possible um or how you would handle that or if the power company could even do that for you i mean they do that for commercial buildings so it's theoretically possible i just don't know how many residences have that kind of power sure it's been pretty funny man like i see (laughs) we posted kind of the last episode you know i I shared it on my facebook whatever and a number of people reached out and they're like you got a tesla Yeah, baller status, man. Yeah, well, something like that. I mean, geez, man, you got iPhone X- XS. What'd you call that? Tennis. Ennis. Tennis. Not Ennis. The iPhone tennis. Yeah, tennis. You got an Apple Watch. I don't have an Apple Watch. What are you talking about? Oh, you don't? No. Oh, you have a different You're board. talking about Rain. Oh, okay. Rain's right. the one that got the tennis and the Apple Watch. Oh, you're not full baller status no. then yet. No. All right. We'll give you a break. Mini baller. Mini baller. Baller in, in training. <laughs> well, what the hell, man? You know... You only live once. Why not? I I would love one if, if it weren't for the fact that I don't have accessible parking uh, where I'm at currently. It would be like street parking and I could do that maybe, but that'd be kind of a pain in the ass. And then I don't know where I'd park it down here. And I would definitely not recommend that. I've seen a number of stories about people leaving them on the street or whatever and somebody just coming and keying the fuck out of the hood and stuff like that. So just being assholes and being like, oh, you got a big fancy car. Fuck you. Yeah, I woke up this morning at 3.15 to some assholes around the corner, like, in a big fight. I don't know if it was, like, some college kids that were, it was a boyfriend and a girlfriend that were arguing with each other, and then somebody else got in the middle of it, and they're cussing and screaming at each other, and I hear the cars, like, zooming around. I don't know. I just don't think I'd like to have the Tesla. Especially not in the U District, yeah. Yeah, not not in the neighborhood, not in that hood. So, I'm okay for now, but I gotta check it out. It's just a beautiful car. Everything I've seen about it, I'm... I would love it, and and especially like we've talked before, if they do implement some of those autonomous features, 
and you could have that thing kind of drive around and park and shit. I think that'd just be so cool. I think if they implement that, we're going to have to take another San Francisco road trip. Oh, yeah, man. I don't have to engage turbo mode. It'll already be on. Man. <laughs> Mad Max mode. Did you hear about that? Oh, they're going to, is that the new Easter egg they're putting in oh, this it's one? It's not an Easter egg. It's, it's basically the, the aggressiveness at which it will change lanes. Oh, how aggressive. So the, yeah. So there's like, you know, whatever the lowest end of the scale and the upper end of the scale is Mad Max mode. Like, like that's what they labeled it. <laughs> so it'll be like those crazy assholes on the interstate that are like switching four lanes back and forth just to get cutting in real, real quickly. Oh, like... I like that. <laughs> of course you do. I would like that very much. I just need to have a setting on there to tell it to go into HOV mode when I'm driving by myself. There you go. Yeah. We could do that. You get HOV status anyway. HOV You're an electric status. car. Yeah. I mean, that, that should qualify. It does in some states actually, you know. Really? I think in Denver they had on I-25, it used to be one time that it was HOV for uh, two or more persons, but then also electric vehicles. Well, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like, I feel like we're approaching a point where they should eliminate HOV as being an occupancy thing and make it that it's an autonomous thing, right? Autonomous drive lane. Yeah, exactly. Because you're eventually the autonomous cars are just going to be able to follow each other like a bunch of computerized gizmos and just fly down the road because there's nobody coming in or out or you know it knows how to handle it they're communicating with each other they know what's happening what's coming up ahead and uh, you could be packing a lot more density onto that lane. exactly right and they could be going at a high rate of speed because they're going to handle everything perfectly 100 miles an hour why not yep they analyze the road conditions at an absurd rate i can't remember exactly do you know the number on that but it was something like a hundred, hundreds of thousands or maybe even a million times like in a second. It was ridiculous. Uh, maybe in some respect. I know Elon was talking to, I think it was in Joe Rogan, because I think Joe Rogan was concerned about ice, right? Yeah. And they started to talk about it on the podcast. And, and Elon was basically saying that the car, I think, evaluates road conditions like a thousand times a second. Okay, maybe that's it. I mean, it's yeah. still impressive. You think about, I might not even see something in a second. And this thing's already looked at it a thousand times. And that was his argument, right? He's like, you might notice that you're slipping on black ice after two seconds. Yeah. Or, you know, the car's evaluated that road now tw- 2,000 times. Yeah. yeah. It's already adjusted accordingly yep. and everything else. Yep. So. Crazy. Very excited. I'm very excited, man. I've, I've Unfortunately, I picked the car up like two days before I had to go on vacation or on a work trip. So I didn't get a lot of chance to drive it. Um, but so far, so good. And, and definitely love it. And really happy with the purchase well very cool come pick me up sometime and we'll go for a spin uh maybe get some uh, barbecue or something like that i'm down with that boom you can contact me at kyle p johnson you can contact the show at coffee code cast and or you can use the hashtag ask 3c you can email the show at coffeecodecast at gmail.com the website is coffeecodecast.com And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. Seriously, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know you're listening. Wow, that's a lot of places to reach out. Shout out to our buddy. Who was our buddy that reached out to us? Wyatt. Wyatt, thanks for reaching out. Top of the podcast. Yeah, buddy. Great to hear from you there. All right, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm